Elon Musk said Starship is ready for flight two. What we haven't seen yet, and this is the one thing that I'm pretty concerned about, is that there hasn't been any full testing, like a full wet dress rehearsal yet of Starship and the booster together. So I'm just wondering if that's going to happen before the next flight. Do you think they're going to do a full wet dress rehearsal before the flight? I'm assuming they will. They also have to arm the flight termination system. And as you can see by this tweet, it's from Elon. Starship is ready for flight two. Elon says some things sometimes. And we all know this. We're all fans of Elon. We're all fans of SpaceX. But he says some things sometimes that even though he has the best intentions, sometimes he might not be 100% truthful about what he says. And it's not to knock the guy. I love Elon Musk. I think he's a great engineer, great leader. But sometimes on Twitter, he says things like this, which is Starship is ready for flight two. If it were ready, I would assume they do the things that I said before, the flight termination system and maybe a wet dress rehearsal. But do they need to? There's some local news that just came out about the deluge system and how it may affect the area around Boca Chica and around the whole area in the Gulf of Mexico as well. So that might not be good news for Elon and SpaceX, but it could be okay. Road closures, there are zero coming up. The last one was September 29th, primary date 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. They're always building the next version of the booster, the next version of the ships. And like Roger said, they're waiting for a license from the FAA. The Fish and Wildlife Service also has to give them the go-ahead. So if they don't get the go-ahead from the Fish and Wildlife Service, they cannot move forward with this launch. That's where we're at now. It's almost at a standstill at the launch site. Sure, there's people there all the time. They're still they're building up. They're figuring out the deluge system, if it works properly. The Fish and Wildlife Service come back and say the deluge system is great, then that's good for SpaceX. But if they come back and say, you need to make these specific changes to the deluge system to make it work within our infrastructure at Boca Chica Beach and make sure that you don't ruin any wildlife down there. And what do they do with the water? It's not salt water that they put into the industrial complex that is Starbase. So every time it goes through the pipes and the tubes to the deluge system, it gets a little bit contaminated and not like a contaminant, like it's like it's going to kill somebody or something like that. But it is contaminated and it could have adverse side effects on very fragile wildlife in that region. So any of that wastewater, like all the deluge water, it doesn't just get sucked right back up into the deluge system because it goes everywhere. So there are some groups locally and the Fish and Wildlife Service have to be made aware of that. Or they are aware of that. So they know that water could be a potential risk to could be a potential risk to some of the wildlife down there. And they have to make sure that they're taken care of. And that's totally fine. They do that at Kennedy Space Center. They do that at all the other flight areas around the country. So they make sure that everything is making taken care of. They probably will install new hot dog. I love the hot dog tanks. I just love hot dogs, too. I don't eat them enough. <laughs> is that something somebody can actually say, Roger? You can't eat hot dogs enough. Tin Man says they could effectively do a wet dress rehearsal on the day of launch, or as long as the tested ship and booster separately, they may have the confidence it'll fly. That's what. I, so that's a weird thing to think about too, right? The if they already are confident of a full wet dress rehearsal separately, that makes sense. And the stack is just it's the it's ready. And that would be a huge step forward from 
the last time. But if they do a full wet dress rehearsal the day of, they do it that morning, maybe. Maybe they start the, the process early in the morning, five o'clock in the morning or something. Get everybody at Starbase, ramp it up, do a full wet dress rehearsal in the morning. And then they schedule a launch if that goes well. Of course, I have to sift through the data and stuff, but possibly later on in the day. But we're just riffing here. We're just talking about stuff. So that's a really good idea, Tim Man. Yeah, they might just be able to fly it too. They This may be the final stack other than the flight termination system. So if Elon is right here, which he's a head engineer of SpaceX, and I'm sure he knows more than everybody else in the spaceflight community about Starship, other than the other people that work on it and the lead engineers at Starbase, Starship is ready for flight two. It seems like maybe they won't do a full wet dress rehearsal. I don't know. We're all speculating here because nobody really knows. We won't, we're only, we only know what happened in the past and we're basing all of our predictions on things that have happened already. So it seems like they might, <laughs> but. Who, like, really, who knows? <laughs> NC Davis says, are they cleared for a full stack static fire? Be interesting in seeing that. And then immediately after Starship static, Starship static fire, once they de-stack to make sure the hot separation goes well. Oh, hot separation. A static. Do you mean a static fire of the ship and the booster? Like the ship static fires on top of the booster? Because that would be what I don't think they would do that. I think that'd be too wild. I think that'd be too dangerous. But that would be pretty cool to see. A hundred percent cool. I don't know if they would do that. I don't think they would. That's too I think that's too dangerous. I still they should have still think they should have a water tower at the top of Megazilla to use gravity to partially power the deluge system. That would be pretty cool. I so I'm torn with that idea because I've been thinking about that for a while now. And if you if anybody else has any thoughts on that, please chime in because I'm not an industrial engineer, so I wouldn't know how to implement this. But from my knowledge, it would make so it would take so much more effort to get water to the top of the tower than it would to have it on tanks in the ground or at the ground and then use pumps to pump it out over the deluge system like they're doing now. I think a water tower would be pretty cool, but would that also be a point of failure, of possible failure? Because if they have a water tank up there, if something, if it shakes too much or whatever, if there's any sort of failure on it, that water tank could become a, a detriment to SpaceX and to Starship's launch. So I, I thought about this a lot for a, pretty much all like a Sunday, like a whole Sunday. I did some drawings and stuff too on my iPad, which would be pretty funny to bring out, but I don't have my iPad with me. But I think it would be, I think it's a great idea, but I also think pumping stuff up to a tank would probably take more effort than having tanks at the base and just pumping it sideways. You know what I'm saying? Like I, because I thought about that for a while, too, because all the water towers we see, it's all up in the air. Water towers and cities and whatever, those giant water towers you see some places are just giant water towers, like store, like 40 stories in the air. And you're like, holy cow, that thing's huge. But if they only need to bring water in once, then for fill it up once every X amount of months or something or years or whatever, who knows? But 
I don't know, especially with the things that are happening with the environmental groups in the area too. The amount of water that SpaceX is going to have to use for the deluge system in the future could be a point of contention with the Fish and Wildlife Service too. Roger M says the environmental groups are being biased in this case. Why? Because they don't seem concerned with the dunes being destroyed by cars at Boca Chica. Yes. I, so <laughs> I have a love, I have a love hate relationship, not with the people, but with the idea. Right. And I think you're hundred percent right. My pin of the wet dress is only, only with the license near the days of launch. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing too. So let me address the environmental groups for a second here, because there, we do have some information on that, some new news about them too. So the environmental groups at Boca Chica are, they always talk about preserving the wetlands and pres preserving this wildlife refuge. But the amount of times I've seen, and I'm going to be very brutally honest here, the amount of times I've seen stupid idiots drive their sedans into deep sand and get completely stuck and spin their tires and then get just like stuck in the sand even more and just dig it up and spin it up. It When I was down there, it was too many to count. I've seen big trucks get stuck in the sand. I've seen little sedans get stuck in the sand. I've seen like like just like a two passenger car, like a sports car. People are like, oh, I'm just going to drive on the beach. Yeah, you can drive on the beach. There's actually there's people like on the beach here with their vehicles. Let me see if I can open this new tab and see if I can zoom in. As you can see from this photo, maybe you can't. I don't know. Let me see if I can zoom in a little bit more and zoom down a little bit. So these people on the beach have driven their vehicles on the sand, right? They're on the beach and right here, can you see my cursor? It's right by my shoulder over here. There's a car at the very end of Highway 4. And if you go, I wish I could just point to this or draw on this for you. But if you go straight down from the tower, there's a little white truck over here. And if you go right here, right in this corner, right next to my shoulder, you can probably see my magnifying glass cursor here if you're on something that's not tiny of a screen. But on the far right of the image, right above the water, there's basically a sand pit. It's like a sand trap. It's pretty stable. It's pretty flat. But the times that I've seen people drive over that and just not make it out, it's like a 10 foot, maybe 15 foot distance. People get stuck in there. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's like, one, it's sand. And yet, over the decades, people have packed it down and cars have packed it down. But also, it's sand. And don't drive on sand. That's the cardinal rule of being at the beach. Do not drive your car there unless you have a vehicle that's prepared for sand dune driving. And that's okay, too. That'll be fine. But just, drive, just literally park on Highway 4 and walk down. Don't be lazy. So... <laughs> the amount of people I've seen stuck there is ridiculous. And I'm going on a rant here, but I think this is part, like this is a good point that you made, Roger, is that people drive their vehicles down there all the time. There's quads that go down there. People bring their ATVs. People bring their giant trucks. 
Like I was seeing giant trucks, like almost, I wouldn't say monster trucks, but they're big lifted trucks drive on the beach. And some of them get stuck, but most of them are okay. And the fact that you can just drive all over the place down there and people leave, dude, people leave their trash everywhere. They're disgusting. People are disgusting on that beach. And it's pathetic and gross and weird that people would throw their garbage on a beautiful beach like this. Like, who would do that? You're a sicko. It doesn't make any sense. Like, you're a scumbag. And this is one of my, like, I and I know I'm being harsh here, but it's the absolute truth. Like, if you litter, one, if you litter, you're a scumbag. And two, if you litter on a public beach that's beautiful and there's nature everywhere, I mean, like, there's endangered species right next to you, you're a bigger scumbag. So please don't litter on the beach. But there's so much litter and so much gross stuff. And there are crews of people at SpaceX that do go down there and clean it up. But I've been down, like, if you, I don't think I can, I may be able to scroll. I've been, like, way down here, right? So, like, the, whoa, um, going to go over this way. You can go miles down the thing, down the beach. And you can go way over there. You can get some really cool shots of, like, like this shot with the drone, but you can go over here and get shots, views of the build site and the rocket. It's pretty cool, but you can walk like a mile down the beach and it's fine. It's cool. But like the whole way down, you see, you see trash and you see like gross people doing gross things, like just throwing things everywhere. Cigarette butts. Yeah, it's gross, dude. And it seems like they're more concerned about the environmental groups are more concerned about a giant corporation destroying wetlands. Holly says, I've never gotten stuck. Dude, you're so lucky. I've seen, I've literally been the guy that, like a truck, like a pickup truck. Like a, It seemed like it was going to make it fine, but it didn't make it fine. It definitely didn't make it fine. But the truck just got stuck and they looked at me for help and I was like, I've got a Subaru, like I've got a sedan, dude. I can't, I got like a dad car. Like there's no way I'm going <laughs> to, I'm not going to help you. And so the guy says, look to me. And then I was like, okay, cool. So we found, we found some boards, like some, like two by eights or something. And we put them under the tires because I learned that trick from being like growing up in the Northeast, there's snow everywhere. So you always keep like, some sort of boards, like two by fours or something like little, like a stack of little two by fours in your back, in your trunk or something, because if you get stuck in the snow, it gives you a tiny bit of hope and a little bit of traction possibly to get out of your situation. So we found some of that, which is just garbage on the beach and we put it under their tires and we tried, but they stayed stuck. So they're like, can you get us some help? And I was like, you got to call a tow truck, brother because there's no one's going to help you. People might help you out, but if they try to help you out, they're probably going to get stuck too, because you're in the, the sinkhole. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I do. Holly, you're a lucky person, but yeah, people do make it in and out of there. Like, look at these people. They're driving. Nobody over there, but there are cars. This is the worst scrolling event of my life. So there's cars that go like, I don't know. What is that? Like a quarter mile down the beach and they're fine. But I was just like, dude, I'm staying on the road because I don't want to get stuck. Dunes destroyed, erosion, turtles not happy, deluge system, freshwater, and the salt wetland. Yeah, and that's one of the 
So one of the one of the groups, local groups there, that's petitioning against SpaceX being there, is the let's see Valley groups here. Let's take a look. See here, I want to show you this video from krgv.com, and they do have some local people here talking about about the area and the environmental groups. I'm going to see if let me get to the right spot here, but they're going to talk about some of the things that they're worried about. And this is for the Save RGV people and other people down at the beach. And they're scared that SpaceX is going to ruin the beach. So let's see if I can actually get this working for you. I'm not sure if I will be able to. Let's see. I had it working earlier. There we go. represents one of the groups who filed a lawsuit. A little bit. Save RGV. She argues this is a case about public rights. They can't go and sue some private person who maybe puts a barricade up. But what they are allowed to do is to say, hey, government, when you pass a law or when you take an action that violates this right that we have reserved for ourselves, then we get to call you out on it. That's what we've asked the court to do. Jim Allison, an attorney for... So she's talking about SpaceX being at the beach, basically SpaceX taking over parts of the beach and closing down Highway 4 so they don't have access to the beach. So she's saying, hey, why don't we have access to this beach, right? So this is part of the whole thing, like not only just like the disgusting foul people that <laughs> drive down there and the people that just like throw their trash everywhere, but this is a part of it where SpaceX closes down the beach because they have to do they have to do testing right so and then this guy is i think is a representative that he's going to talk about another part of it which is protecting people so just tune into this cameron county says the closures are illegal and part of the county's duty to protect the public from harm the plaintiffs are claiming as i say an absolute right to go to the beach anytime they choose that's not the case that's not the law there are reasonable regulations that can be placed on the right to use a public beach. The state of Texas has charged Cameron County with protecting the public when these space flight activities are taking place. Okay. So this guy saying, okay, we have to protect people. We have to make sure that when these space flight activities happen, nobody gets injured. No, no vehicles get injured. No people get injured. As much as we can, we're going to make sure that no animals get injured. So I looked into the Texas Constitution, and here we go. This is a fun one. We'll talk about this a little bit, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom in because this text is weird. It's like a font from the early 80s, from, a, from the Bill of Rights, the Texas Constitution, Article 1, Bill of Rights. In this section, public beach means a state-owned beach bordering on the seaward shore of the Gulf of Mexico, which is right next to SpaceX extending from mean low tide to the landward boundary of state-owned submerged land in any larger area extended from the line of mean low tide to the line of vegetation bordering on the Gulf of Mexico, which the public has acquired a right of use or easement to or over the area by prescription or dedication or is established and retained a right by virtue of continuous right in the public under Texas common law. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's legal speak for saying we got these beaches on the Gulf of Mexico. B, the public individually and collectively, so everybody in Texas, 
as an unrestricted right to use and a right of ingress to and egress from a public beach. So saying the public can go to the beach, can go into and out of the beach, can flow freely into any public beach, any beach in Texas that borders the Gulf of Mexico, that's on the Gulf of Mexico. The right granted by this subsection is dedicated as a permanent easement in favor of the public. So this is forever. Texas is saying, hey, you want to go to the beach? Go to the beach. We're not going to stop you. Article C, the legislator may enact laws to protect the right of the public to access and use a public beach and to protect the public beach easement from interference and encroachments. May enact laws to protect the right of the public to access and use a public beach and to protect the public beach easement from interference and encroachments. So, is this saying that SpaceX needs to open up the beach? I think this is what those people are saying. Save RGB people. They're saying that they have access to the beach at all times. The public individually and collectively has an unrestricted right of use and ingress and egress from a public beach. But the legislator may enact laws to protect the right of the public to access and use a public beach. So may enact laws to protect the right of the public to access and use a public beach and to protect the public beach easement from interference and encroachment. So basically saying, and I'm not a lawyer here, so take this for what you will. And please, if I'm speaking out of step here, please let me know. But it seems like Texas can use their power to open up beaches to the public, but also can stop, can protect the people from this beach as well, if it's if something har harmful is happening. So from this guy from Cameron County, he says they're going to protect the people. Anytime they choose. That's not the case. That's not the law. There are reasonable regulations that can be placed on the right to use a public beach. The state of Texas has charged Cameron County with protecting the public when these space flight activities. So Texas, the state of Texas, has went to Cameron County and said, hey, there's these space flight activities happening. We give you the authority to close down the beach. So the state of Texas told Cameron County, which is the governing body over everybody that's yeah. at Boca Chica Beach, the right to close this beach to protect the people. So what is, like, what is, we're going to have to find out in court. I mean, so far, it's been more in favor of SpaceX in the court system. So if there's anything that's going to happen in the future, and this is from a couple days ago, this is September 20th. So it wasn't even that, wasn't that long ago. So these people are still at it and they're still trying to make beach access all the time. So that's not going to happen, man. Either they're going to, if they win, they'll shut down SpaceX. Right? They'll shut, they'll just shut it down because if people want access, they're going to get really injured. And if they, if they want unfettered access, if they want unrestricted access to this beach, they're not going to make it out of there <laughs> without extreme damage. Yeah, it's a crazy idea to just, yeah, to give them access. I mean, it's not even a mile. I think it's like a mile to the beach. Not even something like that. It's like such a small amount of, of distance 
like this area right here. I used to film from right here and it was like, you could park here and you could walk to the end within like two minutes. So you walk from there. It's like a five minute walk from like the rocket to the beach. It's incredible. If they win on a federal level, Stephen Lewis, the Cape goes down as well. Also, in my opinion, does. And so I'm not aware of this because I haven't checked this out. But does Florida have similar laws in their constitution allowing people unrestricted access into and out of beaches at any given time? Because I know Texas does from their state constitution because we just looked at it. Public right to ingress and egress from a public beach at any time. So if they're going in and out of the beach at any time, then this would stop SpaceX down their tracks and SpaceX would have to counter sue that it would be years probably before they get out of court. And Texas is more than likely going to side with SpaceX because they're bringing in. And like as much as I, as much as I, I hate to say it, but you have to follow the money. I'm always a contrarian when it comes to those kind of things and the government and stuff. I, I'm, I, I understand why the government's there and I'm not like anti-government or anything, but like, you just got to follow the money, man. Like SpaceX is going to bring in billions of dollars for Texas. There's no way they're going to shut it down because people want to like stand on the beach when SpaceX ro launches rockets. There's no way. Yeah. State law gives the right to access, not federal law. So the Supreme Court in Texas could probably overrule whatever, they'll overrule whatever. NC Davis says Texas is a free country. <laughs> Let them go to the beach during the next launch, but it won't happen twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be a ridiculous thing for somebody to do. Be like, hey, it's my right to go down to the beach when they're launching. The no, don't do that. You're stupid. You're going to get you're going to get destroyed. Don't do it. It's a bad move. It's a stupid idea. <laughs> Come on. I understand what they mean when they want to access the beach and SpaceX is doing testing, right? And usually the testing is like a day, right? And if the day falls on a, there's, and there are, there are specific cases for religious events and things like that, that I can understand. I totally get it. But if it's your kid's birthday and you just want to go like have a beach party, plan ahead. <laughs> it's not SpaceX's fault. You didn't look at the calendar. You didn't look at this. Like, if you're going down to the beach, look at this. It's not SpaceX's fault. And if for some reason you have your birthday party scheduled for the beach on a day that they close the roads, like on accident, like you you checked it the day before or whatever, and you get there and it's blocked off, just be like, hey, sorry, kids, we got to turn around. We got to go find another place. That's it. Some of these, like, and I'm not going to say these people because it's like, there's a broad spectrum of people that are trying to fight SpaceX here. Some are for religious reasons. Some are for, it's for history and things like that. But also it, some people are just wacky. Some people are wild and they're, they're just there to be a voice and to be loud. And those people, they should be able to talk, but they also have to be told that they're not right. And if something happens, like it's your 16 birthday it's a huge deal in your community huge deal in your heritage i get it if it's your 15th birthday 13th birthday i don't care like i don't care what it is if you're going to celebrate something and the roads close because spacex is going to possibly blow up the road 
don't bring your kids there. Don't be like, well, my constitutional right. Just turn around. Like, just be a reasonable human being. Just turn around and be like, yeah, we can't. <laughs> Sorry, kids, we can't do it. Or whatever, whatever it is. So I understand the religious aspects of it, too. And that's super important. I believe everybody has the right to practice any sort of religion however they want. I think freedom is super important. But also, the, these things can be discussed with somebody like SpaceX, I'm sure, in the background and say, hey, we have this religious thing coming up, whatever it is. And I'm just using religion as a broad term here. We have this religious event coming up. And we saw you have a road closure. Could we just, could we do this instead? Could we talk about this? And I'm sure SpaceX would be okay with it. Like they just wait a day. SpaceX has waited. What, how long has it been since they had the idea of the BFR? Was it 15 years? They'll wait a day. They'll wait a day for you. I sound like the angry astronaut over here. The Gulf has a long shoreline. Go to the next beach. Yeah. And I'm not like, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not here to advocate for either side, but I'm just trying to be pragmatic on both sides because I understand that SpaceX has X amount of days to hit a deadline for Artemis 3 or whatever they want to do, get to orbit or whatever they're going to do. But if they hit those deadlines, that's great. But if they have to wait a day because there's some, event going on, just wait a day. Give yourself a, give your employees a break or whatever, or work on something else for a day. Everybody does it in every aspect of work, every aspect of life. So sorry, because we want you to have a birthday next year too. No beach to fame the biggest rocket ever. It's firing less than a mile away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want those kids on the beach, like having a picnic and then, and then something goes wrong. It's just not, it doesn't make any sense. So if they are okay, like if they do motion this forward and they do bring it forward closer to closing down the beach for X amount of time, three, four days, I could see where they would, where people would be upset about that. And it is their constitutional right to be able to ingress and egress out of the beach, to go in and out of the beach. Totally get that. 100%. You're taking away people's rights. You're taking away people's constitutional right. The Texas Constitution says you can go in and out of the beach, ingress and egress from a public beach. Yeah. So you have no restrictions going to the public beach. It's in the Constitution. But also there's local laws that need to be followed too. So that's where Cameron County and the people of the of the advocate groups are going head to head. And this is a couple a couple days ago that I, I saw showed you the videos last couple 10 days ago maybe. There's also this which is from the same place. It's industrial here this month when we sh- that's a core. I got to skip a little bit ahead. I think it's this one right residents here. were not notified about this plan and grounds over the South Bay areas where anglers may want to use the fishing grounds over there and maybe concerned about this. So SpaceX would be dumping treated wastewater into the bay as well, right? And that's what this is all about. This is krgv.com. SpaceX is doing that now. They're trying to secure a state permit with TCEQ, Channel 5's Christian Von Pricing. Do we have audio for that? Okay, we do. Is live in Port Isabel with the state's call. 
for your input. Chris. So this article as well, this video, I should say, is about SpaceX taking the deluge system water and whatever is the runoff from the deluge system, they're going to filter it out and then dump it into the Gulf of Mexico. It's not salt water. So this could be harmful to marine life there and any sort of other life that's, that's on the beach. So this is another point of contention. They're still working on getting a permit for this, and they're not sure. We're not sure what the details are of that. But Debs, thank you so much for the 40, 40 months. You're crazy. Thank you. Amazing. That may affect Save Our GB2. May affect these people that are going hog wild, if you will. They're going hog wild for the for the Starship launches and the Starship builds. So. If you're hog wild about space flight news, make sure to hit the subscribe button. But they're going to they're going to fight as much as they can to stop SpaceX. I don't know why. I mean, I understand why. I understand their points, right? And I do love me some SpaceX Starship. That's cool. I love Starship. I think it's a cool flight. I think it's a it's groundbreaking technology going to take people to Mars hopefully in the future. The latest NASA expenditures for the SLS, eh, not good. Also, the sample return mission from Mars, the money that they're going to spend on that, not that great. They're going to be it's billions of dollars over the course of years. And if SpaceX can do one flight with a Starship for a million bucks or whatever, a couple million bucks for one flight to Mars and then pick up those samples, why would they spend multiple billions of dollars? on that sample return mission when they could just put it on a starship and bring it home. Mind you, starship hasn't made it to orbit yet. So that could be part of it as well. Debs, thank you so much for that three. Thank you so much. We are, we're in a sort of a, a crux of a situation as well, because SpaceX is like right on the verge of launching this thing. They're right there. They're right there. There are a couple things away from launching the Starship, a couple items to get crossed off the list. There's those 63 items Elon has talked about, and SpaceX has to make sure that they take care of before they do the next launch. And they're on the they're in the process of the FAA approving all of it. So I think it's going to be I think it's I think it's gonna be okay. I think it's gonna be okay. I just don't know how many more months we're going to have to wait for the Fish and Wildlife Service because if they get the permit to dump the deluge water into the Gulf, that could probably take care of some of the, of the Fish and Wildlife Service stuff. But there's probably part of that, the water that will be settling into the, the marshlands because like it doesn't just evaporate as much as we see the, the deluge water turn into mist and turn into steam like that, all that steam goes down out of the ground eventually. So could it be detrimental to the fish and wildlife there? I, I hate to keep making episodes about the same, not the same topic, but similar topics where the Fish and Wildlife Service and the next launch is, it's a, a risky business here. But Debs, you get a lot of starships too, by the way. But it is a big topic because if the Fish and Wildlife Service can see a reason to not launch, that's what they're looking for. 
And it's not because they're against SpaceX or anything like that. They don't hold a vendetta against SpaceX. They're working with SpaceX and the FAA to get this thing flying. But their job is to find things that could be detrimental to the fish and the wildlife of the surrounding area. So they have to make sure that SpaceX is taking care of that. So that's where they're at right now. And that's where Safe RGV is going to keep fighting. And the other advocate groups are going to keep fighting SpaceX on the coast of the Gulf of Mexico. And it's going to be it's going to be a fight for SpaceX. I think that eventually they will win. They will win. But also it's going to be a tough road ahead. Let's see. Take some chat messages. If you want your question answered, Super Chat is the easiest way for me to take a look at it. Andrew Mutz said, they said treatment. Would it be much trouble to turn it into saltwater before it is dumped into the Gulf? There's different acidity from what I know from something like the Gulf water, which is maybe, I mean, maybe they could make it one-to-one -one comparison. Maybe they could treat it and make it one-to-one -one comparison to the Gulf water. And that's totally possible, I'm sure, with modern technology. So I'm sure they're working on that. I'm sure they are. And they'll work with the, the local authorities and the local conservation boards and stuff like that to get that properly vetted out. Roger M says, I still believe the ones to blame for this delay is SpaceX because they rushed the first flight. Holy cow. I think you are pretty right. <laughs> I think, I mean, there's certain things that SpaceX did, like there was no water deluge system. And like, as you saw, it was literally like days after they destroyed the concrete underneath. They're like, hey, we have a deluge system now. Just they should have just put it in beforehand. That would have solved so many issues, right? I think you're pretty right with that, too. And also, F no explosions equals FAA happy. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think part of it is SpaceX just going for it. And that isn't the best thing to say because I love SpaceX and I want them to succeed. But I also know that there are, they always make, they make mistakes. Like every other company out there, they'll make mistakes along the way. Tesla did it. Boeing did it. All the other companies did it that do space flight too. So every company's going to make some weird decisions and possibly detrimental decisions like this probably could have been mitigated if they had a deluge system if they were just like hey let's wait a month and install this deluge system and then test it and then we'll launch that would probably would have been better deb says fresh water usually goes through a pipe into the deeper parts of a bottle of water to dilute it with salt water and have less impact so you think it would they put the pipe under like almost down to into the floor of the gulf Wow. That would be, I didn't know that's a thing. That's cool. And NC Davis says the deluge water goes everywhere. They can't contain it all. So they have to per be permitted for it to go everywhere. Yeah. And it does go everywhere. I mean, if, as you've seen the plume from the deluge system, there are, the water goes everywhere from that. So there's going to be a, there's going to be significant amounts of water in the air in the atmosphere around Starship and Starbase, but also on the ground. Like it's going to just land everywhere around there. So they have to make sure that's taken care of. FAA delayed the launch over caution just to avoid some public backlash. If it was solo for them, SpaceX would already have a green light to launch. 
Yeah, I think there's I think there's part of that too. They have to make sure that everybody's safe and those giant concrete chunks weren't quite safe. So and other things too, they have to make sure that SpaceX is doing the best they can to keep everybody and everything safe. So I think they're at that point too. Can't dilute the ocean with the tiny amount of water in the catch basin. Yeah. Well, so there's two trains of thought with that. Is it like it's a drop in the bucket, right? It's a drop in the bucket. There's nothing like there's barely any water from the deluge system. It's going to be any part of like basically the ocean, like the Gulf of Mexico. It's a Gulf. It's a Gulf of Mexico. It's huge. It's huge. And it's deep. So that drop in the bucket could like maybe kill a couple fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that a good trade-off for SpaceX and the Fish and Wildlife Service? We're going to find out. That's the hard part. Like, we have to wait. And if SpaceX and the Fish and Wildlife Service come to an agreement, then that'll be awesome. I hope they do. I really do. So, but is there anything else in that water that's not just water? When it gets hit by the flames, and are there chemicals in those flames that could harm animals? They're going to run some tests on that and make sure. So. Fish and Wildlife Service is probably all on that right now. Just build a reclamation pond. They had plans for that for a while, and they still might. You see, let me show you this. So let's see if I can bring this over. So over here to the this area over here, there's a little bit of space over to the left side over here for a reclamation pond, but I don't know if it'll really reclaim a lot of it because it goes everywhere. It goes, it doesn't just go in one spot. It goes everywhere when they do the deluge system, but there will be drainage, of course, because they do have to reclaim it and then recycle it and put it, oh, sorry, not that side. It was, is it this side? Let me hold up. Let me see where we are. Oh yeah, yeah. It's this side. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, where's Starbase? It's right here. But they do have plans to reclaim some of it, but don't know how much and don't know how thorough it's going to be a reclamation process. So that's why they're working with the Cameron County officials right here with this. But we did check today and did not find it there. And it is clear and was supposed to be at the final quality. There we go. We're still trying to get the details on the plan, but the full application was supposed to be at the Port Isabel Library. But we did check today and did not find it there. And that was September 20th as, as well. They added did. To, as wastewater into that salty area could throw off the salt balance. So that's, let's listen to this. We support economic development and we support SpaceX on balance. It's great for our area. But in order to maintain that balance, we have to ensure that development is done in the proper way. And anytime that you affect a body like South Bay, which is a hypersaline area, it's got limited circulation. It's obviously very important ecologically. We want to make sure that the appropriate safeguards are in place. Well, there you go. The appropriate safeguards are in place for that. So hopefully they can figure this out with the Fish and Wildlife Service and can figure it out with the local authorities to make sure that everything goes as planned for the next launch and therefore after. So SpaceX is asking the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality for permission to dump, to dump 200,000 gallons of treated wastewater into the South Bay. 200,000 gallons. So this is part of this is part of it. Like the drop of the bucket, like you were talking about into the Gulf, 
is one thing, and that was from the Deluge system, but this is a whole different thing, right? So SpaceX is asking the, asking, asking the Texas Commission of Environmental Quality for permission to dump 200,000 gallons. Let me just see how many gallons are in the Gulf of Mexico, just so we can do Gulf of Mexico. How many gallons? It's got to be like bazillions of water. Six, oh, <laughs> this is still not that much compared to what? how much is actually in the Gulf of Mexico. 643 quadrillion gallons in the Gulf of Mexico. 643 quadrillion compared to 200,000 gallons. That's a lot. That's a big difference. So there, there is a lot of wastewater, 200,000 gallons, but also quadrillions, 643 quadrillion gallons. That's still almost a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems like one of those things that, like, you can't win either way. They're going to either get they're going to get approval or not. They're going to take a look at how much they're going to dump in there, and is it going to be harmful to the environment? And then there will be more. Maybe there'll be some some trade offs with SpaceX. Who knows? Yeah. So this time. We are hoping to get a launch within the next few months for the from the Fish and Wildlife Service, but we're not hundred percent sure. So we'll see what happens in the future. But nothing coming up as far as as far as the as far as the launch schedule for IFT two. No word yet as of that. Thank you so much for watching. That's it for today. Thanks for all the comments and thanks for all the the chats and everything. Thanks for everybody who's hit the like button. And while we have our time here, please make it worth everybody's while. Be positive, be a positive change for everybody and everything and make life better for everybody.